We're here live again to break down all of the news and buzz going around the NFL and NFL news wires. We've got more Jameer Gibbs to come in and talk about here. We have Garrett Wilson news. We're going to touch on those. We already touched on them on the other on the other stream earlier today. The Walker Charbonnet, the Jordan Love. We're just going to kind of do a quick news recap and then we're going to get right into your phone calls. Start getting into the marker board session and, and just tearing up. Tearing up this 2023 draft prep because there is a lot of damage to be done. And when I say damage, I mean in a good way. File on in. D-Town, Michael C, Michael K, CPA, Space Ricky first in the building today. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Yep, a wee bit of news hitting the news wire today. Uh, real briefly, we'll touch on everything we already kind of covered, but in a very, very, very fast and rapid format. Garrett Wilson being talked about by Aaron Rodgers today in a way that's just making you excited uh, for the 2023 season as this guy vaults into the top five wide receivers in pretty much everyone's mind. If you are the casual Caleb out there that says something like, top five, top five, go watch the other live stream. We don't we don't take to that pretty kindly here on the Fantasy Football Show. Excuse me, uh, is he really top five? Smitty, second round for Garrett Wilson? Go watch the whole offseason of my content and then come back. We're not wasting time with you, casual Caleb. This guy is a top of round two lock and you should be lucky he's not in round one because he was earlier in the offseason. Garrett Wilson in the first round? Well, I don't know what I'm looking at right now. That's because you don't pay attention until about August when you get your fantasy football magazine, Caleb. Okay, Garrett Wilson to the moon. Garrett Wilson is going to be an absolute monster moonshot all moon. around. Moon man extraordinaire. The moon man dropping loads in outer space. Moon man extraordinaire. Mars man. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. Garrett Wilson's on the Mars men list and has been all offseason for a reason. Pay attention, Caleb. Dropping. Pay attention, Caleb. Aaron Rodgers saying today, I threw to him, or I threw a pass to him today, and just kind of turned it and was like, wow. Saying he's very similar to Devontae Adams. Saying he's very similar to Devontae Adams, who this guy obviously isn't going to get to throw the ball to it either, but he gets his little tiny extension, and he gets to throw to a man named Christian Watson, who we have on the Moon Man list. The moon man dropping loads in outer space. Aaron Rodgers may not have Devontae Adams, but he has Garrett Wilson. Jordan Love may not have Devontae Adams, but Jordan Love has Christian Watson. Both these guys are on the moon man list. Both these quarterbacks have absolute monsters. This guy top one to five. This guy top ten. If you don't know that Christian Watson's Watson, Christian Watson is top ten material, you haven't been paying attention. Why is my sleeve rolled up? Is that a new style the kids are doing? Gibbs right here. This is no new news, really. This is just a report from Greg Cassell. 
that says that he believes Jameer Gibbs could be a three-down back. Well, Greg, glad you caught up and, and started catching up on the Fantasy Football Show episodes because you obviously didn't know we've been saying this from the beginning. This guy, this guy uh, Jameer Gibbs, Garrett Wilson, Jameer Gibbs, uh, all these guys are moon men. Even Walker's still a moon man, and I'll get to that in a second. But Jameer Gibbs is on his way to Pluto, essentially. This guy's not even going to Mars. He's going he's gonna to probably go around the moon, use a slingshot around the moon over to Mars, slingshot around Mars, and then down onto Pluto to kind of colonize that planet uh, as our first uh, landing, you know, Pluto man. He's a Pluto man, essentially, is what he is. Jameer Gibbs. But the continuum of the gigawatt component structure of Jameer Gibbs's workload divide has a megawatt offload that if you compartmentalize the component conjunction timekeeper and you flux capacitor out the continuum component megabolt, things just end up happening. And that's why Jameer Gibbs is a top 5 to 10 running back instead of top 6 to 10. I mean, if that doesn't make sense to you, I can't help you. If you don't understand a word that just came out of my mouth, backed by science, as we've had a lot of you say in the chat, backed by science, I can't help you. Jameer Gibbs is going to be an absolute monster at the next level. Three down back, of course we know that. Three down back. This is a top five to ten. We were saying top six to ten. We're making it top five to ten. I just explained why. Jameer Gibbs, top five to ten running back. You can either get behind it or not. We don't really care. The door's right over there. We're not picking you back up when you want to get on this train later. I mentioned Jordan Love getting his one-year extension. Instead of picking up his fifth-year option, they said, hey, we don't want to pick up your fifth-year option for 20 mil. Let's just give you a 13-whatever-mil guaranteed, and let's do this right now. So they, they ended up extending Jordan Love. Good, good news. They want, they want to keep him around. I think he's going to do really well. With Christian Watson, that's going to be good news. This right here, we've talked about this till we're blue in the face, but we're going to continue to talk about it. Charbonnet, bad news today for Kenneth Walker when Pete Carroll says something like this. And Pete Carroll says a lot of things, so we got to take it with a grain of salt in some respect, and then we got to actually react, adjust, and adapt, and be smart about where we draft Kenneth Walker so he can still be a home run hitting player, a moon man player from his newfound ADP. Is Ken Walker now a, a top 15 overall player? No, he's not. He's a fourth-round player that may have just been driven into round five, which can be a good thing if you cuff these two together, but the comments today might also vault his value, so you have to be careful, but you need both of them. Or you just need Charbonnet. There, there, there's two options. Two options if you want to own Walker. Or two options, period, in this situation. You either become a Charbonnet-only owner. Derek Lincoln, birthday... Celebrate Derek, Derek Lincoln's birthday with me. Moonshot. To the moon. Drop a birthday cake emoji in the live chat for Derek. Appreciate you. There are two ways to own this situation. One, you own just Charbonnet. And you take a big swing at a moon man that could win a league. The guy we've called a top 5 to 10 running back. And he still is. Like, if he's in there. He's not in there. So he's not a top 5 to 10 running back right now. He's an Alexander Madison times 10. Of the past, the Alexander Madison, we've all always wanted to climb up and take over the starting gig. So there's two ways to, to own this situation. You either own Zach Charbonnet alone and you wait for him to rise 
if, let's say, injury strikes Kenneth Walker or Pete Carroll just treats the situation differently than anybody anticipates or you own both of them. And that's it. There's no owning Walker by himself anymore. There's no owning... You either own both of them or you own Zach Charbonnet alone. Those are your two options if you want to roll into 2023 with a potential cuffing of these two that gives you a top five running back lock. Like Pete Carroll's not going to... It's a battle. The reason he talks like this is because he doesn't run two running backs constantly out there. He's going to lean on one of them more than the other. And Pete Carroll may allow Zach Charbonnet to try and climb. But I caution everybody to have knee-jerk reactions and not explore this duo combination versus just the Charbonnet combination. I'm going to own Charbonnet in every draft I do. Every draft I can, I will own Zach Charbonnet. I don't care if it's a draft where I own Walker or a draft where I don't own Walker. I will own Zach Charbonnet in almost every single draft I do. I will have more shares of Charbonnet than I have of Walker because he is the better draft capital cost of entry player with near as much upside, just a little more risk to get into the lineup because Walker does have the job and he has to lose it. But I think people are going to overlook this this aspect of owning both these guys. I love the idea of owning both of them. I absolutely love the idea of owning Walker and Charbonnet together at the cost of what now could be because of this news right here. I'll read it. Pete Carroll said Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet will quote-unquote battle for the team lead role. He didn't quite say it exactly like that. He said they're going to battle. And so there's some some words being put into this that he didn't quite say. He just said they're going to battle. And that could mean a couple things. It could mean that Walker's still a starter and he could come back and clarify that tomorrow or the next day or the next day. But saying that they're going to battle they're so good. Like they're, they're going to push each other. Like that's, that's kind of what some think he might have meant by that. And some people are kind of drawing these, these really like sharp lines and trying to draw these really clear conclusions from it when it was a very vague statement. Kenneth Walker is at risk of losing his job eventually to Zach Charbonnet. There's just no way to sugarcoat it. It sucks. It is what it is. But if you own both of them, you're locked into the craftiest running back one that that is that exists in fantasy football. Does anybody really understand? Aside from the doom and gloom and the depression that struck in, does anybody understand how exciting it is that you could get Kenneth Walker in the fifth round right now? This news right here will drive him into round five. And this news will also drive him probably up into round eight. Right now, he was a 10, like walking into today, he was like a 10, 11 round pick because no one wanted to mess around with them unless they're getting them really late because they didn't know what they're going to get. But this news right here is going to get a lot of excited Eric's out there that are going to really, 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 really try and, and, and pull a fast one over on people. And it's a good move. They're listening to Smitty because any, any, any fantasy owner out there should have Zach Charbonnet on their roster, regardless of Walker. You should try and own the, the both of them. Fifth round, and let's call it eighth round. Let's say you got to drop a five and an eight round pick to cuff the, these two together. And maybe you get Macintosh in the teens as well because you want to be safe. And I would do it. I'm going to do it. I don't care. You own three running backs and one backfield, Smitty? That's crazy. Watch and learn, Bob. Watch and learn because I'll have one player on total lock. And then the only thing I need is that RB2. I won't be worried about having three guys to fill one role. 
uh, I'll have three guys that lock in the number one running back rule. So Walker Charbonnet, absolute beast of a combination at fifth and even eighth or ninth round value. If Charbonnet climbs into round five or six, we'll have to play it by ear because then you're going to have to take... I mean, if they cl- climb close in value at some point, which would not shock me if we're like round five and round six. I hope not. I hope Charbonnet stays in eight. We don't know where he's going to bounce around to. Your boy came out uh, two days ago, roughly, and came out with my mock draft, which everyone's so crazy bent out of shape that I have Addison at seven. Crazy bent out of shape that I've got Johnson number eight. They just can't fathom it. Why? Because they own these guys. Any Addison owner is going to hate this ranking. Every Addison owner is going to be upset at me for this ranking. Every Johnston owner is going to be upset at me for this ranking. And people are saying to me two days ago, what is wrong with you? Number five overall, are you out of your mind? Two days later, people are liking this ranking now. Zach Charbonnet has league winning potential. Uh, Jeremy says Walker is still being drafted as running back six in Dynasty. We don't know where he really is, bro. We got to let this all shake out. This news came out today. Uh, people are going to, ha- it's going to have a cascading effect. It's going to drive them lower and lower and lower. There is no ADP right now on them. But you're not it right if you don't have Brian Robinson in your fantasy. You're not doing it right if you don't have Brian Robinson in your fantasy. That's cute, Jared. That's cute, Brian Robinson. <laughs> I, I do love Jared. Jared is not a fantasy football player. This guy is a Red, uh, sorry, Commanders fan, and this guy comes in here and absolutely uh, just absorbs all this content from a Commanders fan only perspective. So we absolutely love Jared. He is a little blinded by his team, which is very, very, you know, it's fine. It's very understanding. But Brian Robinson, I like Brian Robinson, but he's a running back three or flex. I hate to break it to you. You're probably thinking he's in the running back one conversation, top 10 running back. Jared, not yet. Not yet, Jared. I want to pump those brakes a little bit. I appreciate you, though. Uh, Tannehill, news, big deal. Who's Tannehill? Oh, he's that quarterback that we think might still be in the league. If the Titans start a season, the season rough, it's Levis time. Everyone knows that to be true. That's like a nothing burger piece of news that we already understood. Uh, A-Chain. ESPN's reporting that uh, Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel, Miami Mike, lobbied heavily for third-round player uh, Devin A-Chain. I like A-Chain a lot. Let's hope that he was lobbying for him. He should be making all the decisions. You know, he should be given all those those, uh, uh, freedoms. But he was lobbying hard for him. He got his boy A-Chain. And and A-Chain could climb into the starting job at some point. McKinnon signs with the Chiefs. We knew that was going to happen. He re-signs with the Chiefs. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, fifth-year option, not exercised. We knew that was going to happen. Maybe he gets cut or maybe he just sits on the bench or maybe the Bengals call and say, hey, we'd love to have you over here. But Chase Brown is going to take over the backfield in Cincinnati at some point during the 2023 season. I I firmly believe that. I think Chase Brown has more value than A-Chain right now to me. Chase Brown has more future value than A-Chain to me right now. That could change. That could definitely change. Um, Oh no, Smitty, you're the professional. I ain't here to argue. Look, you can believe in your boy, Brian Robinson. Don't, don't relinquish that, that passion you have for him. Kilpatrick in the house. Appreciate you, pal. Um, you get a point 
per reception in fantasy. So B. Robinson is not so good as Antonio Gibson. Well, some some people play in half PPR. Some people play in, in no PPR, which are grandmas typically. But, you know, I, I don't think I've ever played a non-PPR league uh, in the last, I don't know. I don't know, five years maybe, five years. Um, Ron, Ron, real quick, what, what's your question? I'll get you back on when we do the panel show. Hit, hit me with it. Yeah, if he won't, if he won't, that's too passive. Come on, he, he needs to get on there and fight for Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson to the moon this year. He 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 wasn't. They didn't draft anybody to to, to affect him. He's going to be the top running back to bell cow there on the Commanders. Jared, stand up for yourself. Running hard last year. So yeah, Brian Robinson has the ability to be in the top ten running backs this year. Fight fight for your guy, Jared. Ron Navy saying you didn't fight, you didn't put up a fight, you just folded like a chair. You gotta fight for him. Fight for him. All right, Ron. All right, Ron. Call back when we do a panel. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think, um, Jared, you, you can stick by your guy. It's fine. I don't have him in my top ten, that's for sure. But hey, you know, he could. He he ran really hard. He overcame a lot last year. Maybe he does some good things. I just don't love what's going on there in Washington. Um. They dropped the ball, not even sending an offer sheet out for Lamar Jackson. I like Sam Howell. He's a nice, nice little uh, upside, you know, breakout. Could be the next, you know, a surprising QB riser for sure. I love Sam Howell. I'll be, I'll be rooting for him all offseason long. If anybody needs a potential deep sleeper quarterback, it is Sam Howell. But until that happens... I don't really want anybody on this offense from a fantasy perspective. McLaurin even is like in dormant mode. DJ Moore and McLaurin are the two most underrated, talented wide receivers that never fully get utilized and and their value can't really float to the surface because of the quarterback play. We're about to see DJ Moore finally get his, his volume, the volume he deserves, And maybe DJ Moore does springboard into the 10, 11, 12 territory for fantasy football wide receivers. It's going to be exciting to see. Uh, Jared, not fantasy fan, dialing in. Jared, what's up, pal? What's up? Hello? Hello? Jared? Jared? Jared, we can't hear you, pal. It's that Washington Wi-Fi, bro. What's going on? What's going on, Smitty? What's up, pal? I'm I'm just I'm getting excited as each day passes, buddy. Getting closer to the announcement of the sale for it to be completely yeah. official for Josh Harris and uh, and Magic that. Johnson to be the new owners. You need Magic and the boys to come in and just clean house, bro. They need to come in and bring it. You they need to bring a quarterback to Washington. This is ridiculous that you guys didn't even attempt to go get Lamar Jackson. That was the moment to shine, bro. That was the. Mo- I'm sure if Magic and the boys had been approved in time, and the owners' meeting here in May should make this official, officially official. Uh, you, I believe they would have brought him in. I believe they would have sent an offer sheet. They would have been the only team to slap down a big fat offer sheet, and we wouldn't have had this like locked return. Everybody saw it coming. He was going back to Baltimore. 
I really believe Washington would have been in the mix with new ownership, but it just was bad timing, bro. So I don't know. Hopefully yeah, no, Sam Howell horrible. does something. Who knows? Who knows? We're not, you know, you guys are better, bigger gurus than me. You guys know more than me, a hell of a lot more than, more than me. You're better than me at this stuff. All I could do, right, you know, I mean, you know how I am. All, all I could do is just uh, hope and pray, hope and pray. Uh, he probably isn't the answer, being uh, a fan as long as I have. You know, I think we've been jinxed. I really have since Snyder's on the team. I think that jinx is lifted. The, the name has changed. Mm-hmm. The owner's gone. And so, uh you know, I think the jinx is lifted. Hopefully, bro. I'm I'm rooting for you. You definitely have a good team. It just doesn't have a so. doesn't have the the passing leadership yet. Which hopefully Sam Howell is that guy. But you have like if Lamar landed in Washington, you'd instantly be a playoff contender instantly. So that says something about a lot of the players and personnel there. You know, like you're yeah. you got a, you got a good squad. Brian Robinson would actually be part of why I don't like Brian Robinson is because the offense is stagnant. If Brian Robinson had a competent quarterback, which Sam Howell could be, and this football gets moved down the field on the regular, then all of a sudden the defense gets spread out. The A gap gets just a little bit wider, the B gap a little bit wider, and and Brian Robinson all of a sudden starts ripping off four and a half yards per carry instead of three point nine or whatever. What what did Brian Brian Robinson probably actually averaged a pretty decent amount last year? What was his average? Yeah, four plus yards. If what was four what? <laughs> Huh? What was it for exactly what? Let's pull it up. I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe it wasn't even four. He was ranked like 26th in the NFL. 3.9. It was 3. Point, I, you know, I knew I knew to trust my gut. I was I was saying he could 3.9. It was 3.9. Not his fault, but I knew this was going to look bad. I, I knew I was dead on. I knew my memory was serving me well. It was 3.9 yards per carry. That's putrid. And it's not his fault, but yeah, it's it putrid. It's putrid. 3.9 yards per carry. This guy ran hard though. Like when you, if you, if you, if you set aside the numbers, and you don't become a a, 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 a numbers, you know, uh, Nathan, and you you don't just look at numbers only a spreadsheet and go three point nine yards per carry. He looks he looks really bad, Smitty. I looked at the spreadsheet. If you watched him run, he ran as hard as he could, and I believe if you had a a a big time you know, influx in, in passing talent that gets injected into this offense and, and the defense gets spread out. This guy would average four and a half yards per carry easily. He runs really, really hard, but it's just that's the problem. Like, it doesn't matter how good, how strong he was, how how much how much heart he has. Unless the, the, the chains can be moved, this guy's going to average, like anybody, 3.9 yards per carry. So he's not very, very no, good in fantasy yet. Could be. That's not good. That's not good. Not good at all. Our yeah. offensive line was horrendous. Our offensive line was. was but part really of that's horrendous. quarterback. Part of that's quarterback, though. Don't don't sell yourself too short on your offensive line. I always tell you, or tell everybody that you get somebody in there with the quick release. You get somebody in there that can get the, rid of the football and move the chains. Your offensive okay. line production can double immediately without drafting a single player, without coaching up a single player. People are too hard on offensive lines coming off of bad years when there's some sort of injury or quarterback uh difference you know like uh, or there's no you know field stretcher like there's a lot of reasons and, and this is why when people say things like um like back in the day when when your boy was saying draft Jamar Chase not Penny Sewell and pe- people said you can't protect Burrow if he's on his back 
Uh, Jamar Chase can't stretch the field because Joe Burrow won't even be able to throw the ball to him. He'll be on his back. Uh, that wasn't the case. He stretched the field. It made it, you know, just DJ Moore's presence alone in Chicago will improve the offensive line play beyond measure. Beyond measure. Just adding DJ Moore alone makes the offensive line better. It, people don't understand the indirect relationship of those things. So, yeah, you need you need a quarterback, bro. I just don't know. I hope to God it's Sam Howell. I, I hope to God he's set up for success. We we saw a couple guys like Mills in Houston last year. A guy I really liked. He was not set up for success, and he bombed. We see Mike White, who I really still believe in. And if, if Tua can't stay upright, Miami Mike is going to turn Mike uh, Mike White into a, a, a little little tiny surprise and we're going to see it unfold in Miami um I wouldn't be shocked if Sam Howell was as good as I think he could be but just never developed or unfolded or materialized because he isn't set up properly we don't know hopefully he is hopefully for your sake you have a really good season hopefully just the change in vibe in Washington is going to make for a, a nice little season for you guys because you're going to get behind you know the movement Getting a getting a new oh, yeah, get, it's, it's already happened. It started happening in November. It started happening in November when Daniel and Tommy put the team up for sale, or when they went to Bank of America, excuse me, asking them to put it up for sale for them. It started then. I don't know if anybody's seen uh, who's our manager, uh, Jason Wright. I don't know if anybody's seen Jason Wright's interviews, but uh, revenue from November until I mean, just weeks after. They collected more in revenue in one week than they did the whole season. It's true. You, you can look it up. Uh, sweets, uh, sweets are being sold. Uh, they're coming back. Fan, the fans are coming back. Fans are coming back. And uh, I tell you, you're going to start pounding. I, that I will. I will too. say. I will say that I worry about the enemy. I think it could go really good or really bad. I don't know if it'll go any anywhere in between. I'm not saying the enemy won't prove it, but this 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 guy, you know, there's a reason he wasn't getting head coaching jobs. Not, a, everyone right. says he's a horrible interviewer and just d- does not feel like a head coach when you're interviewing him to become your head coach. It's like you, you know, you're you're, right. you, number two, he he wasn't in charge of play calling or or necessarily all play design or anything like that, and so we don't really know what he's capable of of doing. I hope for your sake, the enemy turns out to be some gem, and and he ends up being you know elevated, and whatever. But the enemy worries me a little bit because we're seeing him go out there without his Andy Reid next to him. You know, it's kind of like I feel like guiding him. You're on point. You're ab- you're absolutely completely 100 percent on point. Of course, I've seen it everywhere from all the critics, from everybody, and it's true. Now, I can't ignore it and. And now, now, yes, he's going to do great and great. You know, he might, but I'm rooting for him. But you're right. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. I I, I just, I don't, (laughs) yeah, I don't think he's, I don't think he's being passed over for nothing. There's got to be a reason, but we'll see. Some people just don't Mm -hmm. interview well. Some people don't command a room well, but when he gets on the field, when he's around his players and coaches and they respect his unorthodox style, of you know either speaking or or just you know motivating people, uh, I do know a lot of people respect him. That's for sure. So he's he's a good yeah. he's a good player or good players coach. He's a very good um, presence. But we'll see what he does when he's given the keys to the you know to the whole facility. 
<laughs> we'll see what he does. But bro, I'm rooting for you. Uh, let's get over. Let's, let's get over to Matt. Biag yeah, you can stay on the phone if you want. Let's get over to Matt Biagia. We'll open the phone lines now to a little panel thing. Uh, Matt Matt Biagia, go ahead. What's up, Smitty? Uh, I'm in the best ball mania. I'm doing the uh, slow draft for it, and I had the 106, and I took Bijan. What are your thoughts? Um, um, is that too high? No, I mean you. I mean I know you've seen my. You just want me to pat you on the back. You know you've seen my videos. Yeah, I'll take no, him at I'm four. Nervous, I'll take him at I'm four, Matt. Matt, if, I'll if one. I'll take him at four, Matt. I'll take him at four. Okay. I'll take him at four. I won't bat an eye. I won't bat an eye. Gotcha. You taking him at six is fantastic. Don't worry about what the critics say. Don't worry about what uh, Bob says or your buddy that hasn't even drafted yet. He doesn't know to use promo code Smitty at Underdog Fantasy. You do you, Biagia. You do you, and you go tear it up. Let me drop that link. If anybody wants to draft Underdog Fantasy, promo code Smitty will probably draft tonight. I just dropped the link right now. Let me pin the link. And we're all gonna we're all gonna get in there tonight. Ten dollar minimum deposit. If you don't click the link now and get in, you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna make it in time to sign up. But there's a ten dollar minimum. They'll match up to ten dollars or hundred dollars. They'll match up to one hundred dollars in your first deposit. But if you don't get that taken care of in motion now and get your account all signed up, you're, when we go get in, you're not gonna get in tonight. You're not gonna get in. So click now. Uh, yeah, bro. <sighs> Bijan Robinson, let me put it this way, bro. You took him at four, right? Six. Oh, I'm sorry, six. He can be number one overall. He really could, at the end of the day, he could finish as number one overall player. As surprising as this is to hear from, some people might say this sounds surprising, it sounds weird. He could still explode from his number six overall draft slot. He could be number one. Like, that's a huge climb. That's that's a big climb. That's half a round climb. And the higher you are, the more that's a that's a, a difficult feat. To climb one full round when you're a top 12 player, that is as big of a climb as going from round four to round three. You know? So, so being number six overall, but could be the number one overall player, bro, you still got you still got wiggle room there. You don't. It's not like you're taking him as at his max value. Taking Garrett Wilson at number six overall will be an example of maxing out all your upside and literally having to biting your fingernails, hoping Garrett Wilson does what you expect him to do to get your value back. Bijan at six or seven overall, he could finish as the number one overall player. So you, you're fine, bro. You got you still got a lot of wiggle room to go. Etn in the I, one point. I really... I really love the slow drafts, dude. You don't have to worry about timing out. Kind of research over your picks and stuff. It's uh, I'm, I'm like Ron Navy. Apparently, all I do is the slow drafts, so I'm never you know pressured, and I don't have that Dalvin Cook pickup, you know. So yeah, I, I picture Ron and the Lazy Boy just going through about <laughs> four or five picks in a row, you know, yelling for the meatloaf. Get the meatloaf, honey. And Ron Navy in his chair. And then as he's reclined back, you know how those recliners get stuck? They get, you know how the recliners get stuck in the, in the reclined mode and you can't get him out. I can see Ron Navy. He's got his phone like this, his feet are up and somebody snipes him. God dang nabbit. And he can't get his, his chair down. It's stuck and he's trying to get it down. And Ron's just up. Ron gets it down, sits up, puts his glasses on 
and says, this guy doesn't even have the quarterback. What's he doing drafting my player? <laughs> uh, and then he finds out someone's on his lawn at the same time. And he goes out of the front lawn while he's on the, on the clock and yells at some kids to get off his lawn. Ron, do I have that correct? Oh, our, our little Ron Navy. Our little Ron Navy. Uh, Bella says, are we mock drafting tonight? Yes, we'll be mock drafting and doing an underdog draft side by side simultaneously. Uh, Ron, you can call back in if you want. If you're not busy in the recline. What time Eastern is that you'll be drafting? Around midnight <laughs> to 12.30 p.m., you know. Gotcha. Yeah, Dag Nabbit, you like that? <laughs> I, I might have saw your name and used that line just from from seeing it. <laughs> you guys have a great time here, I tell you. <laughs> we, we do, Jerry, we do. We do, slow drafts. Here comes Ron right now. Ron, Ron did I get any of that right? <laughs> no, Smitty, you were like, I don't yell at kids, and plus, you know, kids in my front yard, I, I love kids, so they don't bother me. Okay. Um, the other part, did I get the other part right? <laughs> well, I don't get stuck in my recliner, but I mean, I have, uh, you did get the part where I get, sometimes I get animated when somebody snipes a player. I could just see I could just see Mrs. Navy in the kitchen. Like and all of a sudden you just hear a dang nabbit and she's just like, What happened, Ron? Ron, what happened? And you're like, This kid stole Charbonnet from me. <laughs> no, she's more like she's like, You're doing football still? You're talking online that still? Why are you doing so much football stuff? You like that's all you ever do is football. That's stuff. what we all hear. That's what we all hear. <laughs> that's what she really says. We all hear that. PJ says, "Is Gibbs a solid running back too, or should I trade him?" Woo, PJ. PJ, you need to you need to rewatch the last like five shows. PJ Gibbs is a let me let me play this for you, PJ. But the continuum of the gigawatt component structure of Jameer Gibbs's workload divide has a megawatt offload that if you compartmentalize the component conjunction timekeeper and you flux capacitor out the continuum component megabolt, things just end up happening. And that's why Jameer Gibbs is a top 5 to 10 running back instead of top 6 to 10. A lot of research went into that segment in that data structure and if you're going to trade away Jameer Gibbs because you don't believe he's a running back two let alone a running back one my friend PJ we're going to take away your Jameer Gibbs card and you're no longer allowed to hold a Jameer Gibbs card if you bring up this topic again appreciate you PJ PJ to the moon to the moon uh Nate dropped a five dollar hauler Nate says please uh please talk some sense into me here I'm being offered Higgins, the 1.6, and a 25 first rounder for Kenneth Walker. The running back price in our league is crazy high, though. Um, I I don't I don't know that I love the deal, but I also can understand and envision this going a certain way. It's certainly you know certainly possible. 
it's certainly possible that uh, that Kenneth Walker just loses his job at some point. But it's also very possible that everybody's freaking out for nothing. And Walker comes out, who's still got a lot of say in this, guys. Walker could say, you know what? I'm going to tear Charbonnet to shreds. Charbonnet could go out there, not understand assignments, totally botch the preseason, and Walker could come out and be a well-oiled machine and just completely make this a laughable conversation five, six weeks into the season. It could go either way. It really could go either way. So if you're being offered T. Higgins at 1.6 and a 25 first for Kenneth Walker, I guess I'd ask you who's how high is this 25 first rounder going to be? Um, could you possibly get uh, a Charbonnet at 1.6, probably at this point unless he climbs, and you get Higgins, Charbonnet, and the 25 first, and then maybe you're on the other side of this disaster? I, I don't think that's a horrible situation. I like Higgins enough that this makes some sense. Uh, I, 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 God, I hate to say take it. What do you guys think? Uh, uh, Ron, what do you think? Keep Walker or take, lay off the risk, go get Charbonnet, swing at this thing from the other side of it and get Higgins in the 25 first. I guess it depends on what your team looks like too, but I'm, I'm assuming that you're considering this because maybe you don't have the best squad. And if that's the case, maybe you take it. God, that's hard to do. That's hard to do. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's hard to get off Walker because you really don't know. I mean, he's got so much talent. And, I mean, if you can get Walker and Charbonnet together, that's your best bet. But I still like Walker. I think. Yeah, but what if Dynasty? Yeah, Charbonnet. What if uh, I told you you could guarantee get Charbonnet at one point six? Would you rather have Higgins, Charbonnet, in the twenty-five first? I think I would. And that, and that, and again, that's not saying. That I don't think Walker and Charbonnet are one of the craftiest combinations you could have, but I don't know. I suppose you just draft Charbonnet at six and get that six pick from him somehow. You know, I don't know what pick you have in this draft. It, I would. Here's what I'd also do: I would surrender my future first rounder to get Charbonnet if you have Walker. So go after that approach. But I don't know. This yeah. is a this is a pretty good this is a pretty good safe move. Higgins is solid. Charbonnet at 1.6 will probably be there, but who knows by the time we get to your draft. 25 first is pretty solid. I hate to say do that. I hate to say do that, but I would do that. God, that, that it sucks where, where, where we are, I mean, where we're at, we're at right now. It's crazy. I was planning on going after Charbonnet with my third pick before he got drafted for Chicago, uh, to, to Seattle. Yeah, he's gonna climb though. Everyone's shocked at my my ranking here, and and like I said the other day, number five, the the chat went crazy. I, I watched it when the, when it was playing. The chat was like five. Smitty's off his rocker. What's Smitty doing? This is gonna be really hard to pull off soon. I think he's going at five, six, or seven. There are gonna be more minds out there than mine that are gonna look at this and say this could win a league and also build a dynasty. This is not this is not high. Five overall in a rookie draft is not high. Uh, Russian collusion, ten dollar hauler. Appreciate you, Russian Smitty. Feels this year, uh, Smitty. I feel this year with wide receiver depth. We need to go wide receiver, wide receiver. Then maybe Hall in the third round. Hall's climbing to round two now, though, with Walker getting bumped down. So you got to be careful expecting that. Gibbs in the fourth. I highly doubt you're going to get. 
Hall in three and Gibbs in four very soon, though, Rush. And if you can do that, do it now and do it often. Gibbs right now is still floating in the third to fourth round in, in Best Ball Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY. Link is pinned in the live chat. Tonight we'll draft. I imagine you guys are all going to reach for Gibbs and Brees Hall and we won't even see a normal value for those guys. But Collusion, you're not wrong here if those guys remain there. But I can almost promise you that one, if not both of them, will be in the second round. I don't think Gibbs will be in the third round come July. I think Gibbs will live inside the 15 to 18 overall if we're lucky. If we're lucky, the hype is going to climb on Gibbs so high. He's going to be... Some people are going to say they'd rather have Gibbs than Bijan. And those people are going to draft him at 15 and 18 because they're not going to be able to contain themselves. And Hall, Hall's climb, he was already like 3.1, 3.2, 3.3. He's now climbing into the bottom of two with the absence of Walker now there. So it's a smart a smart thinking collusion. 100% you're onto something if this were to remain. I just don't think it will. And we're absolutely all about this. This is the four horsemen. I mean, Walker, Walker and two, that's no longer a part of the four horsemen. I'm redoing the four horsemen. But Hall in round three, if that were to remain, bro, Hall in round three, I mean, you could go Hall in three, Walker in five, and get Charbonnet in like eight or nine, eight, we'll call it eight for right now, maybe he climbs to six, and that could be a four horseman, Walker in five, Hall in three, but he'll climb to two, and then get the other guys you're talking about, but Collusion, you're not wrong, I just don't think it holds, uh, as... A contending team, would you trade away Swift for Deontay Johnson and the 1.10 and a 1QB? Absolutely not. I would venture to say that Ron Navy, who hates DeAndre Swift, would rather have the upside and potential of Swift, who he hates, over Deontay. The 1.10 is decent because what if that ends up being Mingo? What if that ends up being a Hyatt or somebody that you like? I like the pick. I'm not... I'm not crapping on that pick, but give me DeAndre Swift's potential to be a top 10 running back in Philly all day long over that. I'll let Ron Navy answer for himself, and then I'll go over to Matt Biagio and see what he thinks. Ron, Swift or Deontay in the 1.10 and a 1QB? Hello? Hello, Ron? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to disappoint you here, Smitty. Hey, hold, hold on, Ron, 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 you're not going to disappoint me. You're going to disappoint yourself, but go ahead. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not going to disappoint myself. I, I, I can't, I can't do Swift, dude. No, like You just, you just it. can't, dra- you couldn't, you wouldn't even take him for free. You wouldn't even take, if someone handed you Swift for free, you would look at him like I look at a li- uh, 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 like I look at uh, Penny. Rashad Penny. If you handed me Rashad Penny, I'd set last, him right back down. I, this is you treat Rashad Penny year, like Swift. I wasn't big on Swift last year, but I took him in a couple drafts just because what you were saying, and I was like, okay, let me draft him. But he ended up being just as bad as I figured he would be. And I, no, I can't touch. I can't touch Swift. No. Yeah, Ron wouldn't take. Give, Ron, me, give me no. Give me no hands. Give me no hands. Deontay. Hardly can you can you at least hold of the ball. can you at least admit, Ron, that you're 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 definitely biasedly against him? Can you at least see that or no? Oh, yes. Okay. Yep, I am. Okay. It's no bias. 
hasn't proven no, nothing. What there's no bias. <laughs> Tell me what he's proved ever since he stepped into the NFL. What is what is Swift proved? Well, there there were nothing. some there were some good moments. I mean, he's had some moments. Everybody that that is on Swift is still waiting for that magical moment where he busts out, and they keep dreaming that he's going to be something that they've been dreaming for him to be, and he hasn't proven anything. Has he? I mean, if, if you're being honest, he hasn't proven No, I mean, Ron, Ron, it's all, sometimes you don't, sometimes a player is injured and sometimes a player is a crappy situation. And yes, we are taking a little bit of a gamble to go after him, but at what cost? Around five, but, like a 5.3? But, but like 5.5? But like, but like you said before, right? On, on certain players. I'll let everybody else grab him. Yeah. And he can break out. And I'm fine with fine. it. I'm taking a different player. Ron, we I'm need we, we need a lot of swift outers to maintain this fifth and sixth round value. So we commend you. We appreciate well, you. Th- your, thank you. Thank you, I'm Ron. Your man. You're I'm my man, your Ron. Man all day long. But I will say you are biasly against him, which is fine. I'm biasly against a lot of players. I'm biasly well, against Deontay, the other guy in this yeah. trade. I'm biasly against him. I am. I admit. You're biased against Cousins also, so there we go. We're even. (laughs) (laughs) All right, a.k.a. appreciate your super chat. Caden says, traded away J.J. Swift and Dulcich for Bijan, Terry McLaurin, and a 2024 second. Um, That, that, you know, you could argue this either way because J.J. and Bijan... One can say one's better than the other, and I wouldn't bat an eye. One could say the other. The other day, I could hear the next, you know, next person say they like Bijan over JJ. So let's take those two pieces out of this trade because they're pretty even. And let's just say Swift and Dulcich versus Terry McLaurin in 2024 second. Very even. You could argue either side of this trade. You really could. I would probably rather have the JJ Swift side. No. I mean, it, it, it just comes down to Swift. If Swift busts, then the Bijan side is going to win. Not by a ton, because both JJ and Bijan are capable of being the best player in football, and you cannot say you make a bad trade when you get the best player in football. But I'd probably say... You know, I'll go Bijan McLaurin. I'll go Bijan McLaurin. I'll bank more on McLaurin at least doing what he's been doing, but the chance he gets better than banking on Swift. So there's an objective look at it. Like, Bijan and JJ are very, very close. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. All right. Um, Thank you for that question and that super check, Caden. I'm going to say it's super close, though. Either way you lean is fantastic. Okay, let's go over. I think I got Caden's super chat out of the way. Russian collusions, AKs out of the way. I've got uh, Nate D's out of the way. Thank you, Nate Dog. Uh, Bell, check yourself. Thank you so much for your super chat. We will be mock drafting tonight. All right, let's go back over to Matt Biagia. Matt Biagia, would you rather have Swift or Deontay in the 1.10? So the 1.10 rookie pick. It is so easy for me to go Swift, but I didn't draft him. And I just know his value has never been better. And, I mean, Deontay, I don't think he even catches touchdowns. I mean, if you're talking between those two, there's no doubt you take the flyer. But if you have guys that you have burned you in fantasy from before, it's hard to, to let go of that and uh, not be swayed, so to speak. But I, I like Swift a lot this year. Yeah, I like him at his new, like like with Walker. Like Walker, are we pissed off about Walker? Yes. 
If you draft a Walker before the NFL draft, you got burned. You got burned bad. If you were if you were taking these guys at their newfound value, you have to reassess the whole situation and step back, exit the room, close the door, walk back in the room, and look at it from a different perspective. Walker's a fifth-round pick. This news today by, by, uh, by Pete Carroll saying that they're going to potentially battle, and I think it's getting taken a little bit out of context, too. It's going to drive Walker into round five. Round five Walker, even if, let's say, you had to take Charbonnet at seven in the seventh round. I would take Walker in five, Charbonnet in the seventh round, and I would literally take my big grin all the way into week one, ear to ear. And that doesn't mean that I don't love Charbonnet's standalone value because obviously I feel like he's a top five to ten running back. And Charbonnet's draft capital is is a absolute win-win right now. There's no negative to drafting Zach Charbonnet under your roster. You have no excuse, zero excuse for owning this guy standalone. Zero. Zero. I can understand not going after Walker and just going after Charbonnet. That is option one. Option two, and the only other option on the table, is you own Walker and Charbonnet. You better not own just Walker. It's dangerous. Uh, Bella, check yourself. You are on the line. Appreciate your super chats. And your support. What can we do for you? You are live. Uh, what's going on, Shmini? What's up, Ron? Maybe. Uh, just calling to uh, <clears throat> get my input. I actually do like Swift this year with his ADP. And I mean, you cuff him with Monty. I mean, how could you go wrong? Mm-hmm. I don't even need to cuff think- him to Monty. I kind of feel like they're they're separate anyway. I, I kind of just like owning Swift personally because I think Monty. I don't want to have to spend two very close picks, and they're probably very close back to back. Give me Swift though, and and then what you what you can do with Swift is if you take him around five or six, let's say, and that's where he's going, and that's his newfound value. I didn't get to that point again. The newfound value. Walk out the door, close the door, walk back in, and look at Swift. He's a fifth round pick in Philadelphia with the best offensive line in football. You know, give me that all day, and if I if I can couple that with Charbonnet and Kamara. As my running back two combination, all three of them, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, you you got let's say Brees Hall in round round two three, Brees Hall round two or three, and then you've got Swift, Charbonnet, Kenneth Walker as your running back two, and that leaves you a lot of room to do all kinds of London and Jamar Chase, or you know get Burrow, Jamar Chase, and whatever. Like you still can do all this building around that. You know, that's not not anything. Camara. Well, it depends on where you draft Kamara. If you're drafting on ESPN, he goes like in the fourth round. You know, Dalvin Cook went in on a on a sleeper mock draft we did last night. Dalvin Cook went in the what was it, the top of the third or middle of the third, and yeah, you know we had we had a couple of people be like, "That's I'm not he's falling there." Yeah, and we had a couple of people say he's falling far into the third round. As it's like, I, I you don't drafting right now is weird. Like I don't understand why the ADPs. Yeah, aren't updated why the draft software everywhere the the apps everywhere are just so behind this year why on earth would you not manually update the adp at least and get people mock drafting on your platform no one's drafting on sleeper right now with a with a grin they're all just like grimacing yesterday i I seen somebody take Dijon with the number three overall i mean they probably was it probably before today bellow is probably me yeah it was yeah, probably I mean, me. I, I mean, I, I was drafting him, 
after he, like the end of round one. Now he's just creeping up. It's not even August yet. That might have been me. I can't wait. To, can you imagine if somebody sees this monster get some preseason work? Oh, can you imagine him ripping off one, one like just practice, even a practice touchdown run where this guy does like yeah. some kind of double, you know, double like what, juke. What, what Mondre did last year. I mean, yeah. When he came in in that preseason and he just ripped off those monster runs. That's why I had him as high as I did. Bro, and nobody cared then either. He was a steal. He was still a steal. If Bijan does oh, yeah. some kind of double two-step shake and bake. Uh, cuts inside even. Like he does some kind of shake on the outside, cuts inside, takes something 75 yards in a practice untouched with, with no pads on. <laughs> and the whole world's going to go, this guy. That's the crazy thing. I seen, a, I seen an interview of him, and uh, he was getting interviewed, and he was like, uh, when I get in the NFL, he said, what are you waiting to do? He said, just bust off with a big run. Just yeah. try, I'm trying to run from end zone to end zone. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, let's go over to Sonny real quick. Sonny, you're up. You're live. Hey, Smitty. How's it going? What's up, pal? Hey, I just wanted to come on and say sorry to you and your fan base. I came on your show a couple weeks ago, and I said the Colts, they were racist, and they wouldn't draft a black quarterback. And All right, we let's... are with Anthony Richardson, baby. Yeah, we, we accept your apology. <laughs> anyway, as far as, the, as far as what you guys are talking about, uh, I understand what you're saying about only uh, you can't get Walker without Charbonnet, but I mean, can you can you even take Walker in the third round at this point? Like, I think they want to split the time. Trip. No, no, he's a fourth rounder. He's a fourth rounder creeping now into the fifth round. And I and as I told you, the Colts would draft Anthony Richardson, and Anthony Richardson's a phenomenal quarterback heading to Indy, and he's gonna he's gonna do wonders there. He's gonna be absolute monster. Um, but oh, but yeah, I'm happy. I wanted this. Yeah, I wanted this. Walker. I didn't think, think Jim Mary yeah, had wa- it. Yeah, wa- Walker is going to be a fourth rounder, so don't draft him in the third round. You don't need to. You don't need okay. to. Wa- but but you need to cuff him. If you draft him in the round in the fourth round, you got to get Charbonnet, or you just get Charbonnet plain and simple and walk around the the Walker situation. Um. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's go back over to uh, uh, to Matt Biaja. What else you got? Uh, I did. I took uh, Biaza. Oh, Jesus, now you got me screwed up again. Uh, Bijan. No, I took him uh, number one in a three dollar. So I I did just take him because I wanted to get him on my team, and I was like, yeah, whatever. It's three bucks. Pretty much, I do those low drafts to try to figure out, you know, where I can get people in my big mm-hmm. team. But that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I uh, I definitely don't mind that at all. Ain't no way K9 just done like that, says that boy. And there's going to be a lot of people that have that perspective, but I'll say that that boy probably doesn't have a shot at owning Charbonnet, so he's going to even have a little bit of a bias involved, and you can't blame him. And maybe you're able to draft him too, and if you if you are, then do it. But there's going to be people on all sides of this argument that, that Walker's too talented, and I believe he is, to just let go of the job. Charbonnet's too talented to not get it, and I believe that's the case too. That's the problem here. There's, there's it's a it's a catch twenty two, and that's why you have to own both of them, or you just go after Charbonnet because he is that good. He could somehow rise up in this situation. But if anybody's going to sell Walker off on for pennies on the dollar, that's a big, 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 big mistake. A big, big mistake. 
because he could literally. What if Charbonnet goes out like I I I, I mapped out earlier and doesn't understand assignments, comes out, uh, fumbles the ball over and over again, or something like that? I'm just saying anything could happen. This kid comes in. I don't think he will. He's a great pass protector. He's a great <laughs> a great receiver. He's got great hands. I don't think any of that'll happen, but we just don't know. And so, you know, if you start saying that Walker is somebody I need to get rid of, and you don't at least go get an Alave or a Garrett Wilson or a Drake London and something potentially, like a guy that can at least be a top five wide receiver, then you're getting rid of Walker on a panic, a knee-jerk reaction, and you're going to maybe live to regret it. Maybe you don't. This Higgins trade was interesting because you could get Higgins, the one point, I think it was 1.6 Higgins, and 2024 first rounder. That was a good return for Walker, a way to maybe get out of this situation and maybe even go in and draft, you know, Charbonnet with that 1.6 and get on the other side of this, this equation. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm not high on Bijan, hey, honestly, of, says Speaking of Anthony Richardson, Senga. Jim Mercy, I just saw they came on and they asked him, you know, if Richardson playing as a rookie, he said, it's going to be Shane's call, but these guys got to play to get better. So it's looking good that Richardson's going to start. Yeah, he'll. I mean, it'd be crazy if he didn't, but Senga says, I'm not that high on Bijan, honestly. I mean, I know not everyone's going to love him, but this guy's almost the most, like, almost everyone loves him. Almost everyone loves him. Like, it is shocking when you see, you know, somebody not like him. It really is. It really, really is. Hey, I got a question, Eddie. Yeah. Got a question for you, because you asked me about Swift. All right, so Swift is constantly going in round six. We all know that. So, would you rather have Swift, draft Swift in the sixth, or would you rather draft Pickens or JSN in the sixth, which that's where they're going also? Um, I like Pickens in the sixth, you know that, so that's not a bad pick at all. But would I, would I very much like to... Would I very much like to have Swift as well, like in side-by-side drafts? Yeah, I do. I want Swift in the sixth round. That's a smash for me. Like, is there risk? Yeah, there's a risk with everybody. There's a risk with Pickens. There's a risk risk with anybody. But I, I would definitely yeah, think... Pickens, yeah. I, I like and Pickens. JSN, Moon Man. JSN's not a Moon Man. Swift, who's a Uranus Man, and pick Uranus Man Moon Man? Mom, is this Mom again? Mom, did you not... Can't accept my opinion, Mom? Yes, Ron. I, I don't know how many I'm more times. I don't know how many more times I can say it, Ron. I know you can't accept it, but I love. You're always supposed to listen to your mother. I always love Swift in the round six, Ron. It's it's it, him and him and Pickens are both great round six players. If I could get Swift in round six, I'm smashing it probably eight times out of ten. And I know that that doesn't compute with you, Mom, but it is what it is. Uh, I don't understand. This doesn't compute with me, right here. Sanga saying I'm not high on Bijan. Honestly, like, what? Can you explain, elaborate on that? Call in. I'd love to. I'd love to hear. Love yeah, because he has a way different opinion than most. Yeah, I mean, 
I get it that a lot of people uh, may have differing opinions on them, but I, I don't, that's the first person I think in the last like 500, you know, people that have come into the chat room, different people we've maybe had, no, maybe like thousands. I'd say we, over I, the I, thousands and thousands of people that have strolled in here the last couple of live streams, not one person has been negative on Bijan. <laughs> this is the only guy on the planet that doesn't like him. Oh, conviction on Swift, honest, Smitty. I mean, I, I could talk about badly about Swift, and and you just you will not give up on this guy for Ron, as long as I've been listening to your show. You will not give up. Ron, on Ron the weirdest thing is he hasn't. I haven't been that on Swift, bro. I'm not totally. He's not my favorite player. Like you, you, you see, you're even slanted on how much I love Swift. You think I love him way more than I do. He's a great value in round six, but like, I'm not, I never, I, the whole off season, I was down on him. So, I mean, this is newfound. Yeah, man, you know, going back, going back to last year, you were so high on Swift all of last year. I was. And then when he went down, when he came back, you're like, okay, it's Swift season. And then he let you down again. And you just, you just can't get that guy out of your heart. Something, I mean, you're, you you're the that, one. You're the one that keeps that talking about him. You're the one that keeps talking about him. I didn't like him all off season though. So like you're you're connecting these dots that aren't there from last year to this year. But I certainly was down on on Swift, especially hated the way they used him. And when Gibbs was drafted there, it's like this guy doesn't get traded. He's not going to be worth anything. But we knew he was going to get traded. But Swift and Philly, Ron, you're not resetting your calibration at all on it which is fine and you know to be honest with you ron you said you didn't like swift he ended up busting so far so you were right on swift like stick to your guns on it i think you will i don't think you're swaying for anything but i don't I, me liking him around six isn't you <laughs> you're acting like you're you're painting this picture like swift is my favorite player and i'm just running swift videos out there like crazy he's in the sixth round or fifth or sixth round ron he's behind the best offensive line in football like there's some good value there. That's all there is to this. He's not on the Moon Man. J you said JSM was on. Hold on. You said JSM was on the Moon Man list. He's not on the Moon Man list. I don't have JSM on the Moon Man list. I, I have JSM on the. I thought he was. No, he's not. He might be on the Satellite Man list, but he's not on the Moon Man list. Higher than Bryce or Stroud. Bryce Young, AR fifteen eighty piece one point eight. Much higher than Bryce or Stroud. I like Bryce over AR fifteen. I like AR fifteen over Stroud. Stroud, to me, just doesn't feel like he's going to be a fantasy monster. Could he be efficient? Could he be a good quarterback? Could he turn into a Jared Goff? Sure. But I don't I don't think Stroud, Stroud, to me, doesn't feel like he's going to be Fields, you know, where, you know, Fields is looking like a top Golf? five. Goff? Oh, my God. Stroud's going to, yeah, Stroud, Stroud's going to do the best out of any of them this year, my opinion. Yeah. But I mean, I think Young Young has the capability too. I'm not saying Young doesn't, but I, <laughs> I think you're down on Stroud a little too much. Senga, Senga says, "Okay, I changed my mind on Bijan. How? What did I? What did I do? I didn't even play an animation yet. Like, how? How did I change your mind on Bijan already? Senga, appreciate you. Senga's back. <laughs> He's back in the fold. I don't know what did it. I don't know what did it." <laughs> <laughs> but he's back. He's back. There is now no longer a negative soul on this planet that doesn't like B. John Robinson 2023. So to the moon. Prime. The, the difference the difference between C 
CMC and Barkley were on the injury, and and Swift is CMC and Barkley have both proven themselves. Swift hasn't proven himself. Let's go on over to to uh oh I guess Sunny hung up. Was oh, just hating on the Falcons because I'm a Panthers fan. Okay. <laughs> now we're now we're getting to it. Ty Lee, I told you about the Suns. I know you're an NFL guy. I'll let it slide, but when are you gonna learn? I love how Ty Lee thinks he's proving anything. Like these are all amazing teams going at each other. <laughs> like the Sun, could the Suns lose? Yeah, they could. Could the Suns lose? The Suns won the last series, bro, and everybody told me they wouldn't. So where were you then, Ty? You only coming in when the Suns are losing. You've been you've been dormant, hiding away as the Suns have been looking dominant, and you can only swing in here when they start falling apart. That's it. And it's they're down 0-2. They can still come back from that. They're heading back to Phoenix. I believe the game's on Saturday. You're, you're counting your chickens before they hatch, bro. And number two, you haven't been here. Where were you when the Suns were winning the last series, bro? Nowhere. Hiding, Tylee. So you can't even come here. This, this holds no water. No one cares about this statement, Ty. Sorry, pal. Uh, Warriors I versus leave. Lakers today. I, I, I guess Lakers for me, but it's going to be a great, great series. Lakers for me. I got my best ball. My best ball. Um, my best ball underdog fantasy promo code Smitty um, b- basketball uh, squad playoff squad that I drafted two months before the playoffs even began is doing really well. My only problem is I'm going to have o- I'm going to only have players from one conference go to the finals, but it's hard to know if that's going to be the case for a lot of people because it's hard to stack and have the right teams in the way that the drafts you know went down and how many. I just don't. I can't envision a lot of people having two players from each side, you know. So if I have LeBron and Anthony Davis, or I'll have Steph Curry, and uh, I don't think I have another Warrior though. I, I'll be rooting for LeBron and Anthony Davis because that those will be the two guys I have left. But I've been crushing it. What? What, Ron? Yeah, you, you've been you've been crushing that uh, NBA stuff. Your team, your team is on fire. Yeah, I'm starting. I'm not starting off hot in round two, but we're talking about you know the way the NBA is. You have I have a lot of my players playing tonight, so yeah, isn't I'll, I'll have a chance. Isn't it more beneficial? And I don't know. I'm asking you this. Isn't it more beneficial that like the games go down like to the last game in the series because you get yeah. more points build up that way? For sure. For sure. So I have uh, I have to, tonight I have LeBron, Anthony Davis, you know. So I'll have and, and Steph Curry. And you got your Phoenix players too, right? Yeah, Saturday, I think Saturday they play. So we'll see what happens, but uh, I definitely made it into round two. Um, does it tell you how much you win? I think you only win like ten bucks getting into round two. So that's you get your money back, but but. Um, yeah, well, they should have paid you as soon as you um, as soon as you advanced in the round two. They should have paid you for round one. Yeah, I think I, I think they give you a, they give you a measly ten bucks if you make it through. But we'll see what happens. I drafted a, a monster squad. I've got 
Curry, Trey Young, you know, uh, had had some of these guys. Curry, Trey Young, Russell Westbrook. Obviously, Westbrook's not in the picture anymore. Uh, Durant, Kawhi Leonard, who obviously is not in the picture anymore and got injured. LeBron James, Anthony Edwards, obviously not in the picture anymore. DeAndre Aiden, um, I got uh, I got Anthony Davis. I had Jaron Jackson Jr. It was a really, really good squad. I drafted two months before the playoffs began. But we'll see if I can hang. Um, I don't know what some of these teams look like. The guy in first place has Devin Booker, James Harden, Trey Young, uh, Durant, Jimmy Butler, um, Bam, Bobby Portis. I don't know. This team doesn't look any better than mine. I got LeBron and Anthony Davis and Curry. You know, I should do really well this round. Um... Probably going to end the live stream early tonight, gentlemen, but that, that because I'm going to come back tonight. So, Ron, any final words? Yeah, this isn't really early, but not an hour. Originally, it's funny because originally you wanted to keep your shows an hour, but you've always gone like yeah. two hours or more. I always go over. We love it. We love it, Smitty. All right, Ron, appreciate you. See you tonight. Oh, we got Matt Matt Biagio. What else you got, pal? Last, last final words, Matt. Um, I will be smashing Swift in the sixth. Me too. Um, I kind of like him maybe as a zero RB first back. Uh, yeah. I know there's going to be load management because of him and Penny, and then uh, finally LeBron James. I mean, yep. the only championship I've ever seen in Cleveland. I, I love diehard football fans, but I only own one Cleveland jersey. And that's LeBron James. Uh, all right, pal. Appreciate it. See you tonight. Later. Guys, the, the link is pinned. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. The link is pinned. If you want to be in the drafts tonight, click that link. Sign up. Minimum $10 deposit. They'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. But if you just do the minimum $10, they will give you $10. you will have $20 bucks to go in. Uh, the the Best Ball Manias are $25. So maybe deposit $15. Then they'll give you $15. You'll have $30. And you can do a $5 draft later. And you can do the $125 draft. But... It's awesome. $3 million to first place. We're drafting tonight. Congrats to all the Wilson owners, the Gibbs owners, the Jordan Love owners, the Charbonnet owners, and hang tough Walker owners. Make sure you cuff. Consider trades, but don't sell low. I'll see you all tonight. But the continuum of the gigawatt component structure of Jameer Gibbs' workload divide has a megawatt offload that if you compartmentalize the component conjunction timekeeper and you flux capacitor out the continuum component megabolt, things just end up happening. And that's why Jameer Gibbs is a top 5 to 10 running back instead of top 6 to 10. Downs, trade downs for Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers in a super flex, especially if you need the quarterback play and you can win now. Space Ricky, see you later. I do love Joshua Downs, though. Later, Ron Navy. Appreciate you. Thank you, Sandu. Appreciate you. Harry, take it easy, pal. D-Class. Sanga. Hopefully that made sense, Sanga. That's why you should like Jameer Gibbs.
Broke up, broke down all the science of it. You might want to re rewatch that. Ozzy in the building. Suns are playing Saturday, I think. Or not Saturday. Um, did I say Saturday? I don't know when the Suns are playing next. I think they have a couple days off. I don't know why I said Saturday. What's today? I think I thought it was Friday. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> I never know what day it is. Later, everybody. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed.